0: for the next game or studying for the classroom, helping players make smart decisions is my job. Upcountry Fiber is a smart decision. Find out how you can add Upcountry Fiber to your home today at UpcountryFiber.com
1: It's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and Swamp Fox Distilling in Pendleton has partnered with The Roar to raise money for tigers for Tatas. Throughout the entire month of October, they're donating 50% of their sales of orange and vanilla all-in rum and pink can koozies. Visit Swamp Fox Distilling downtown Pendleton and buy yours today. They make great Christmas presents, too. Swamp Fox Distilling at 128 Exchange Street downtown Pendleton open Thursday through Saturday from 2 to 7 p.m.
2: Hi, this is Jeff with the Pound Cake Man in Clemson. Now that school is back in session, it's time to get ready for fall sports and tailgating. And the perfect ending for your meal is a tasty, made-from-scratch pound cake from the Pound Cake Man. We've got over 80 different flavors to choose from in whole cakes or cupcakes, regular, gluten-free, or dairy-free. We also offer free delivery anywhere in the Clemson area, so we can surprise a student or office on a special occasion. Check out our bakery on Old Greenville Highway in Clemson or our website, lbcakes.com. Order online or give us a call. The Pound Cake Man, just delicious.
4: Old ways of maintaining a clean home not working? Only Zero Res cleans with patented technology that uses high pH, electrolyzed water, not harsh chemicals, or no sticky, no soap residues left behind. The technology is so good as its own name, ZR Water, scientifically proven to get your carpets, rugs, upholstery, and tile insanely clean. Get three rooms of carpet clean for $129. And mention my name, Mickey, at the Roar for a free hallway. Call 864-558-7300 or schedule online at ZeroResGreenville.com. Zero Res, it's the right way to clean.
1: Want more ACC sports and want to hear from some really cool guests? Kelly Gramlich here. Check out my new podcast with Eric McLean. Gramlich and McLean, available anywhere you get your podcasts. Rate, review, and subscribe
5: on Apple Podcasts. Whether it's lunchtime, dinner time, or sometime in between, Your Pie Clemson has cheesy signature pastas, freshly made pizzas, paninis, refreshing salads, and gelato, sure to satisfy your cravings. Visit Your Pie from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. daily at 111 Earl Street, downtown Clemson, where you can dine on the patio or order to go. Their staff has implemented extra precautions to make sure your dining experience is as health-conscious and delicious as possible. It's fresh and just the way you like it. We'll see you at Your Pie
3: Clemson fried chicken just like mama makes seafood platters and fresh fried oysters not to mention our famous lizard dinner no kidding who serves up all this deliciousness the chicken basket that's who 226-3242 highway 24 anderson
6: it's time for the mark childress show on 105.5 the roar sports from a different angle with national guests and exclusive player and coach interviews And now, Mark
7: Childress. Welcome in, everybody. It's Monday, October the 25th. It is episode number 67 of the Mark Childress Show here in season three. Thanks so much for hanging out with me this evening. Glad to have you all here. I'll take you right up to Tiger Calls with Dabo at 8 o'clock tonight. Should be an interesting one there. We'll talk about that a little bit more as we get closer. Five broadband phone lines are open in this first segment. You know how to hit me up, 864-654-7627. Going to be talking some Clemson football in segment one. Also talking about the Atlanta Braves. Could not be happier with the way things have gone for the Braves. And, of course, they're headed to the World Series. So we'll be talking about that. Some thoughts from me on their lineup. For game one of the World Series, which will be tomorrow night. Morgan Thomas will join me at 725. Lawton Swan will join me at 745. And I asked both of these guys to do something for me. And I'll go through my list when they go through theirs. But I asked them to take these five categories and rank them one through five. And this is not easy. Okay? What are the five areas that are impacting Clemson's offense the most? So here's the categories that I chose offensive line play, injuries, play calling, wide receiver play, quarterback play. So again, offensive line play, injuries, play calling, wide receiver play, quarterback play. Those are the five categories. And if you start thinking about the offense and the issues that it's been having week to week, including this past Saturday and the 27 17 loss to Pitts. It's really hard to target one thing. And when you start trying to put all of these in order, it's even more difficult to do. So we'll talk about that a bunch in the 725 and 745 segments this evening. And it'll make your brain fry trying to get your head around it. There is some breaking news today for the Tigers. And I always like to get that early in the show. This is great, man. And there's some big numbers here. James Skowski or Jamie Skowski earned ACC Co-Linebacker of the Week for his play against pittsburgh and it's his second honor of the season and second of his career he hadn't won a linebacker of the week or co-linebacker of the week at any point in his career he earned one for georgia earlier this year and then this week he was given 18 tackles a career high for him and that's the third most by an fbs player in a single game this season and one of the only players that's beaten him this season is balen specter had 19 against nc state late in september So two of the top three tackle performances, I guess, by linebackers in college football this year have come from Spector and Skowski. Clemson received only four linebacker of the week selections between 2017 and 2020, and then they've got four this season again. So linebackers have been showing out. I mean, we know how good the defense has been this year, but if I were to say to you what has stood out to you the most about Clemson's defensive play, how many of you would have jumped out and said linebackers? Because clearly, with the number of awards they've been winning this season, the numbers that has been putting up and Spector's been putting up, those are some, uh, those are some big numbers. Skowski becomes the first Clemson linebacker to earn multiple weekly honors in a season since Dorian O'Daniel did it in 2017. Also, man, this, this drives me crazy when we do this. It hasn't happened this year. I'm not sure it happened last year either. But every Monday, you look 13 days ahead And the ACC comes and says, hey, a week from Saturday, here's what the game times will be for all of the football games, right? So you know it's going to hit on Monday. Usually hits a little bit before lunchtime. Clemson, of course, plays Florida State this weekend at home, 3.30 start. So I'm already thinking about two weeks down the road, right? You're going on the road to play at Louisville. When will that game time be, Mark? Well, according to the ACC, they couldn't make their mind up yet. They've exercised a six-day hold That's done by ACC and ESPN to determine the game times. Now, Pitt and Duke are playing at noon. Georgia Tech and Miami are playing at 1230. That would lead you to believe that Clemson's going to be 330 or later. There'll be a 330 time slot. Usually there's a 7 o'clock time slot. Sometimes there's kind of an off time, like a 5 or a 6 on ACC network. Sometimes there's an 8 o'clock on the ACC networks. So we won't know until next Sunday when Clemson will be playing against Louisville that next weekend. So, again, this is something, man, I don't remember how many seasons ago it was. Four or five seasons ago, I think. It felt like we were getting hit by one of these every single week. And it's tough as a fan, right? This is a road game, so it's a little bit different. But it's tough as a fan, especially if it's going to be a home game. I mean, there are big differences between 12 o'clock and 8 o'clock p.m. home games. So when you wait six days in advance, it's like the Sunday before, And you still don't know what time you're going to be leaving, right? Am I getting up at the crack of dawn and going to the game? Can I chill out and go in the middle of the afternoon? So uh, it'll be interesting there. So those are some catch-ups. I'm going to do these really quick because I want to talk more Braves here in the first segment since I've got guests in segment two and three. My thoughts on the Pitt game, you know, they're not good. And I am the eternal optimist, you know, if you listen to the show each week. Last week I kind of said, hey, if we can't get past Pitt – and we come up with our third loss of the season, I'm going to have to change my tune a little bit. And unfortunately, I'm having to do that, right? There are some issues with this team that have not been fixed. And at this point, it's starting to feel like cannot or will not be fixed this season. Can they improve? Absolutely. But I do not think we're going to go from an offense that is scoring, you know, two touchdowns a game, suddenly back to the good old days where they were scoring five to seven touchdowns. It feels like every single game. And that's going to be a big problem. The game, with all that said, because I am the eternal optimist, if that pass completion to Will Shipley would have been caught, and I'm not cracking on Will, and he even said uh, in his press conference earlier today, he even said, hey, I've replayed that 2,000 times in my mind. And I bet if you throw him that ball 100 times, he catches it 98. It's just one of those things. And it feels like it's been one of those things every week this season with some big plays. If he catches that ball, it's 14-0 Clemson, and it's a completely different game. That was number one. Number two, Pitt finally breaks through and scores. There's about three minutes and change, I think, left in the first half. And Clemson comes and runs three consecutive pass plays and burns like 15 seconds off the clock. Now, one, or you could even argue two of those passes were dropped. But suddenly, if Clemson would have focused on running the football or moving some clock a little bit, I think he would have been going into halftime 7-7 at an absolute worst-case scenario. But you gave Pitt the chance to get the ball, go back down and score, and make it 14-7. to That was kind of play number two. And then, obviously, the shovel pass from D.J. Uyunglele. I don't think that's 100% on him. There was a blocking assignment missed. At least it appeared that way to me. And it's just... I mean, I'm going to say it again. It's one of those things, right? It's crazy that there's just a couple of plays that can make that big of a deal and that big of a difference in the game. I thought an interesting subplot was bringing in Tyson Pumachan, who I thought did all right. Um, He had one very errant pass. He looked decent. Um, The Tigers did not feel like that was their best chance to try to win this game, and they put DJ back in. And when they did, he went right down and scored. Right, So I don't know if that's a motivation change or maybe it allowed him to change mindset and play a little bit more loose. But it was rough. And I don't think you can count any of the games remaining on this season except the UConn game as an absolute win, right? You've got Florida State this weekend. Clemson is only favored by 10 points in that. This is a team that Clemson literally scorched off the earth two years ago. And remember, the bad blood from last season, where Clemson went all the way down to Tallahassee and they canceled the game about two hours before and said that it was COVID-related issues. So there's a little bit of animosity between the two programs right now, and I think Clemson had this game circled, right? Coming into this season, hey, we're going to go back and send a message to Florida State to what the, for what they did. I don't know if the offense is capable of sending a message right now or the kind of message that they send I don't think would be one that Florida State hates all that much. I really don't. Only favored by 10 this weekend. Then you go on the road to a Louisville team with a very dynamic quarterback. And Florida State's got one, too, right, Um, that can put up some points. You've got Wake Forest that just scored 70 points in a football game against Army and a little bit over 17 minutes of possession. They're clicking right now. Then, of course, you've got UConn, which is not going to be a problem. And, wow, did you see the Gamecocks? I mean, you're worried about the state of the Clemson program. South Carolina put up through about three and a half quarters at Kyle Field against Texas A&M, one of the worst offensive performances in Division I football that I can remember. I think there was a point in the third quarter or early fourth quarter where Texas A&M had over 400 yards of offense, and the Gamecocks had six. They did tack on two late touchdowns, including one with about what 15 seconds left in the game, So they weren't shut out. But that South Carolina team, folks, as bad as Clemson is, South Carolina is terrible. Terrible. Really on both sides of the ball. But that offense is atrocious. So I think you're going to get those two. But I don't think you can count on the other three. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. Lots of injuries. If you go on social media today, on Twitter, there were a couple of uh, different folks that posted. Clemson has lost 14 players this season, either to... Injury where they're out for the season or transfer portal. And I'm not making excuses. And remember, at the beginning of this segment, I told you we're going to talk about the offensive woes and kind of try to rank the priority of things that have hit them this year. It's one of those years where all the negative stuff feels like it's hitting at one time. Tigers can still put some things together. We'll see what happens. All right, let's shift. Braves in the World Series. For the first time since 1999, which is absolutely insane to me, especially as good of a run from 91 to 99 that, the, that uh, the Braves had, it's crazy that it's been 22 years since the Braves returned to the World Series. And if you're like me, been living and dying on every single pitch that we've seen so far this season, one of the best Game 6 pitching performances, really playoff pitching performances, that I have seen ever from a Braves pitcher. You've got to put Tom Glavin going, what, eight innings of one-hit ball when the Braves beat the Indians in the World Series in the mid-'90s. That's right at the top. This might be number two. What Tyler Matzik did to come in in the seventh inning with his team up two runs, runners on second and third and nobody out, and to just go complete war daddy mode, three consecutive strikeouts, then to come back in the next inning and get a strikeout and two little dinked ground balls to the left side of the infield. Unbelievable performance to get him there. Braves Will Smith has been great as well. His opponents have a 136 average in his seven postseason appearances so far. He's only given up three hits, two walks, seven strikeouts. He has seven scoreless innings in the playoffs. He's four for four in save opportunities. He won two games, benefit of the walk-offs, right? And he's the only pitcher in the majors that has more than one save in this postseason. Those are some great numbers right there. Will Smith has actually had a couple of performances where he didn't like walk two guys or give up two hits and then figure a way to wiggle off the hook. He's looked really good. And a lot of that's because he's going back to his fastball. He's been locating it. It, it feels like it's, it's got more you know, oomph behind it than at any point this season. The Braves' bullpen has been amazing. I just couldn't be more excited about this series coming up with the Astros. Game one tomorrow night, Charlie Morton going for the Braves. Framber Valdez, the lefty, going for the Astros. And remember, in an American League park, the DH is in play in the World Series. So the Braves pitchers do not have to hit in game one and game two. You can put a designated hitter in there. So since Valdez is a lefty, this is the lineup that I would like to see. I don't know if we will see it, but this is how I would stack it up. I would put Solaire in the lineup and let him lead off. Remember, Solaire was, was batting lead off up until his run-in with COVID there, right before the end of the NLDS, beginning of the NLCS. I would go Solaire, Freeman, Albies. Then I'd go Riley, Rosario, Duvall. I'd have Dansby maybe seventh and Jock eighth, just to switch the bats, the righties and the lefties. And then Travis Darno, and I'm not hating on Travis, I kind of am a little bit. If Travis Darno could bat 11th in the lineup, that would be great. But there's only nine positions in the lineup, so we're going to put Darno at ninth. He's really been struggling, and I'm wondering. And you've seen a couple of examples of this during the playoffs. I'm wondering if Darno is still banged up from his thumb. I mean, he missed what six, eight weeks during the season. Um, with the busted-up thumb that he hurt during a game. And I just wonder if it's still bothering him because he is not hitting the ball well at all. And when he's getting hits, it's not like he's hitting doubles in the gap or homers, right? They're bloop singles. They're little punch singles to the other side. He's really struggling right now. So I'm not hating on him. And what he provides defensively, at least as far as working with the pitching staff, it's clearly working. The Braves have had the best pitching throughout this postseason The Braves pitchers are better than the Astros pitchers. They definitely have the advantage there. But the Astros have really been hitting the ball. What, this is their third uh, World Series in the last four or five seasons. They got a lot of veterans on their team. Everybody, I mean, every single person on earth is picking the Astros to beat the Braves in this series. I've seen some people that are saying the Astros are going to sweep the Braves, which seems insane to me. Game one tomorrow night, game two Wednesday night. The Braves need a split. That's the way I always look at these series in the postseason. The Braves need to find a way to get a split. Can you win one of the two games out there, which shifts home field advantage back to you, right? If you can win one of the two games in Houston, then suddenly there's some pressure on Houston to have to win a game or two in Atlanta. So when one game in Houston, games three through five are in Atlanta, find a way to win two of those three and then go out and win it in Houston. And I can't get my head around what my reaction would be to a Braves World Series title. It would be very similar to Dabo's first Clemson national title. It would. It would have the same type of feeling to it. Man, hope it happens. And there's a very good chance that I'll be talking about the World Series on this show next Monday night as the Braves are getting ready to go back to Houston for Game 6, hopefully up 3-2 in the series. Or heck, man, maybe they can end it in Atlanta. I'm going to think optimistically and try as hard as I can. So, hey, this is what we're going to talk about in the next segment. I've got Morgan Thomas coming on from the Morgan Thomas Show. I gave him five topics, offensive line play, injuries, play calling, wide receiver play, quarterback play. Let's stack rank those, what's had the most impact, what's had the least impact, and see what he has to say as well. Be back right after this. This is The Mark Childress Show.
4: Granger Nissan of Anderson is not only home of the lifetime warranty, but the winner of the Nissan Award of Excellence for three years in a row. Granger Nissan is here to serve the upstate with excellent service and competitive pricing. With the largest selections of Nissans in the upstate, Granger Nissan is sure to have what you need in stock and ready to drive off the lot today. Granger Nissan of Anderson at 3510 Clemson Boulevard, only 25 miles from Greenville and always online at GrangerNissanOfAnderson.com.
1: Get zero for 72 on a new F 150 at Fairway Ford. That's right, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 72 months on new 2021 Ford F 150 pickups. While they're still available, choose from in stock trucks and get zero for 72 or special order your new 2021 F 150 and lock in zero for 72 for when it's delivered. Don't miss the best deals of the year on in stock and special order F 150s today at Fairway Ford, where we're always open at fairwayford.com.
3: Whether it's cruising around the neighborhood or hanging with friends at the tailgate, do it in style with a golf cart from Elite Custom Golf Carts. Their attention to detail and customer service has been becoming the upstate's leader in golf carts, LSVs, and electric bikes. They also have the largest selection of accessories around. Locally owned by a Clemson alumni. Find them in Greenville right off Interstate 85 or at their brand new Seneca location. Online at EliteCustomGolfCarts.com.
2: Hey, Tiger fans, your local Boys Camp Thrift Stores in Seneca and Westminster need your items to help bring hope and healing to boys in need through counseling, therapy, and life skills training. Donate your items for resale or shop their wide selection of gently used items at a great price. When you donate or shop with the Boys Camp Thrift Store, you're changing lives. Call today for a free large item donation pickup, like furniture and appliances, at 822-734. 822-734. You can also visit fairplaycamp.org for store hours, volunteer opportunities, and more.
5: We hope you never have to experience water, fire, or mold damage to your commercial or residential property. But if you do, Service Master of Easley is here for you and ready to work with 24-hour emergency service. They don't stop there. They can also mitigate smoke and odors, making your home livable again and your company open for business fast. As fully licensed contractor, Service Master of Easley knows what to do when you don't. For all your water, fire, and mold restoration needs, call Service Master of Easley at 864-855-2373.
3: Clemson area has grown into one of the most desirable places to live in the upstate. If you want to live close to campus but out of the hustle and bustle, you need to check out Riverside Hills by Great Southern Homes, located in the charming town of Pendleton, just minutes from campus and a short drive to I 85. Riverside Hills townhomes offer an unrivaled game day experience. Plus, most plans include three bedrooms and three and a half baths with eating kitchen, great room, and upstairs loft. Visit greatsouthernhomes.com to find your dream home today. Finding the right Medicare plan may feel impossible, but now it's anything but. With Walgreens Find Rx coverage tool, you can compare plans online, over the phone, or in person. Making Medicare easier than ever. Easier than picking which true crime doc to watch, figuring out that Wi-Fi password, or putting the duvet cover back on. So if you can do those things, with Find Rx coverage, you can definitely Medicare. Find the plan that's right for you by visiting walgreens.com slash Medicare.
5: Whether it's lunchtime, dinner time, or sometime in between, Your Pie Clemson has cheesy signature pastas, freshly made pizzas, paninis, refreshing salads, and gelato, sure to satisfy your cravings. Visit Your Pie from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. daily at 111 Earl Street, downtown Clemson, where you can dine on the patio or order to go. Their staff has implemented extra precautions to make sure your dining experience is as health-conscious and delicious as possible. It's fresh and just the way you like it. We'll see you at Your Pie Clemson.
2: Hey, Mom. Checking in on you and Dad. I saw there was a huge storm in your area last night. Oh,
5: we're great. Power is out in our neighborhood, but thank goodness our Generac Home Standby Generator gave us backup power so your father could sleep. We didn't skip a beat.
2: Oh, wonderful. I know that CPAP is his lifeline at night, and with me living a state away, I can rest easy knowing you're both safe. Love you, Mom. Love you too, son. Call
4: Central Electrical Services at 864-556-8002 for your free estimate today and peace of mind for your
6: loved ones. No one plans a plumbing problem. Lucky for you, Roto-Rooter is there 24-7, 365, just like they have been for over 30 years. Locally owned by proud Clemson alumni, they'll handle anything. Plumbing inside or out, home or business, from sinks to disposals to septic tanks. They are the experts. Serving the upstate and western North Carolina. Call 288-7686 or online at rotorooter.com.
8: Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name And the go troubles down the drain Hey, if you bleed orange and purple, we're your flagship station for Clemson Athletics You're listening to 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar Only in America, folks Where every day is game day <laughs>
7: Welcome back in to the Mark Childress Show. Hanging out with you until 8 o'clock, and then you're going to hear from Dabo. Tiger Calls, top of the hour. Don Munson will be there as well. Should be an interesting show today. Um, Definite frustration from Dabo, uh, other coaches, um, and players after the game on Saturday. That's carried over through to some of the press uh, events yesterday. And today, so a lot of questions trying to be answered for the Tigers, and I figured I'd uh, reach out to one of my buddies. We basically text about these type of topics all the time, and I'm like, why don't we just come on the air today and, and talk about them? It's Morgan Thomas. You can hear him every Thursday night here on The Roar on the Morgan Thomas Show from 7 to 8. Morgan, how you doing today, buddy? Hey.
9: hey, Mark. I appreciate you having me on. I'm doing pretty good. It's a good weather today. A little bit of rain, but uh, overall, nice and cool breeze at, at, over at my house.
7: Yeah, it's been good. It rained. Uh, it rained pretty crazy over here by the studio a little earlier, but it is uh, it is shaping up. Okay, hey, before we get going, um, do you know what team has the worst against the spread record in college football this season?
9: The worst in relationship to that team, or in no. relationship to the betters, or into that team? Uh, to, uh, no,
7: to to the spread itself. What team is performing the worst against the spread so far this season
9: in well, college football? Well, I've been. I'll be honest with you. If you picked against Clemson, uh, you probably made more money than somebody who bought Apple stock in 1991. So I would say Clemson.
7: You're right. Clemson is 0-7 against the spread this season, and an average miss against that spread of 11.1 points per game. Right behind them is Missouri at 10.2, and then you've got uh, juggernaut teams like New Mexico, Indiana, Southern Miss, and Washington are all either 1-6 and or 1-7. and So Clemson, uh, not just bad, but they're hurting Vegas right now. And the line came out against Florida State at only 10 points, that probably seems about right, but I really thought that would be ratcheted down significantly further, especially based on how bad Clemson's been playing against the spread this year.
9: If I was Vegas, I wouldn't uh, be confident in the double-digit spread at all. I mean, Clemson, that almost seems like too easy. Maybe Florida State is just that bad, that it's a little bit easier to, to put that out there. That's an interesting stat, considering <clears throat> I didn't realize you were they were taking into account the... The, uh, the point differential with the spread as well. I didn't realize Clemson was also completely off of that as well. That's, that is uh, disheartening.
7: Yeah, it, it absolutely is. So, hey, Morgan, I talked about this earlier, and I sent this to you earlier today. You and I have probably spent way too many hours either texting or talking about, hey, what is it that's wrong with the offense and what needs to be fixed? So I sent you this challenge earlier today. I gave you five categories, offensive line play, injuries, play calling, wide receiver play, and quarterback play. And I'm like, Morgan, stack rank these five, right? What is, the most, what is the biggest factor of those five for the offense this season, and what's the least important factor for those this season? So I wanted to start with you. Of those five categories I gave, again, offensive line play, injuries, play calling, wide receiver play, quarterback play, what did you put as your number one most impactful category for this Clemson offense this season?
9: Well, I'm going to tell you that uh, my first number one off the off the top is DJU in the quarterback position, and I know I think a lot of people are are beating up the coaches and the offensive coordinator Tony Elliott, but I kind of I listened to Qualk earlier today, and I am not a football player in the American sense of the word. I'm I'm a soccer player walk on walk on one year at Anderson, but. Um, I'm not going to let poor play calling or decisions um, completely tank my ability, my talent, my outcome. You know, I'm going to take over the game, right? And and you don't see that from DJ. You see that with with Deshaun. A lot of people say, well, Deshaun was masking Tony Elliott's uh, mistakes. And to be honest with you, that's what great players do. That's what elite knock against Tony Elliott I, I want to go out there and, and win games and take over games and you want to see that from your leader of all leaders yeah. and the quarterback is got to be that guy I am never going to lose a game as a, as a gamer you're never going to lose a game Tim Tebow is not going to go out there and say, well you know if the coach would have called better plays we would have won more championships no Trevor Lawrence not going to say that either because at the end of the day when the ball is on the field and the referee blows the whistle, it's on you, and you can actually make a bad play into a good play if you have confidence and you know what you're doing. And you know, so I think a lot of uh, success is unfairly, uh, you know, put onto the, the the offensive coordinator. I think a lot of these players are just really good. Not a knock against Tony Ellie at all. A lot of people like to say that that's a knock against him, but I don't agree. I think that the quarterback is the most important. He has to be confident. Another thing about the quarterback is. There, his role in this Clemson scheme is so important to the passing game and also so important to the running game. He affects both ways of attack. And you can tell in the RPO, nobody thinks he's going to keep the ball. And in the passing game, what's, what's, what are a few really important to do? To be able to hit that back shoulder pass, and we really haven't seen it at all, he hasn't been able to – hit the back shoulder pass accurately, they go out of bounds, they go into the stands. And so it really, when you, when you can't be accurate on the, the bread and butter plays, what can you really do to, to out-coach that? I mean, it kind of ties your hands on the other things, too. So the quarterback, to me, is the most important uh, reason for the, for the falloff for Clemson.
7: All right, so interesting. Again, the five categories I gave were quarterback play, wide receiver play, O line play, injuries, and play calling. Morgan, you went number one quarterback play. I went number one offensive line play. And I went back and forth on a lot of these things. But just like you're kind of making the argument that the quarterback, most important player on the field, I definitely agree with that. But I feel like the offensive line has performed poorly at times this year. That's been exacerbated a little bit by injury. So I'm almost blending two categories together just a little bit. But offensive line play at times this season It wouldn't have mattered who the quarterback was, even if it was Trevor Lawrence or Deshaun Watson back there. I think it has really impacted, especially those first couple of games this season and that NC State game were... Some of the worst offensive line performances I feel like that I've seen in a couple of seasons from the Tigers. And then you lose a couple of players. You're moving guys around constantly week to week. It's a completely different lineup. horse is here. Now he's over there. Now we're moving him here. And this guy's hurt and that guy's hurt. I put offensive line play number one. So what did you put as number two?
9: I put offensive line as number two because they affect the run and the pass game, yep. and they have been so, so just out of sorts i mean we've seen numerous plays just as many drops as there are uh, out there we've seen offensive linemen looking at each other like wait a minute what play was called again you know and they just seem very uh confused at times and not even knowing what's going on and i I would agree i think that the offensive line has 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 hurt this team but they they have also been getting better and they've also been able to figure out how to uh how to you know, build a running game from, from literally game one where there was no run game and he was getting sacked seven times to now the past couple of games he's not getting sacked more than maybe two times. I don't know how many times he was sacked against uh, Pitt, but he wasn't sacked but two times against B.C., North Carolina State, and uh, Syracuse. So they've lowered the sack rate, and they've also garnered a run game. So I still think they're the most important because they affect both sides of it. But I'll tell you this, too. I think Trevor Lawrence – Give him um, if you had Trevor Lawrence on this team, I think Trevor Lawrence would would be undefeated or one loss.
7: That's a that that's very possible, and it could be a point a good point there. Hey, we continue on with Morgan Thomas from the Morgan Thomas Show. Catch him Thursday nights here. Okay, uh, in the interest of time, I put number two on my list as injuries, and I think that dovetails over a little bit into the offensive line play i think it also leans over into the wide receiver category as well and the tigers have so many guys that have been out or that are out for the season and just missing people week after week it seems like the tigers obviously you're you're taking two acc you know first team and maybe all american players brian bursi and tyler davis off of the field for significant portions of this season bursi won't be back The wide receiver core has three guys that are out or have been out for good chunks of the season already. We've already talked about the offensive linemen. I put injuries as number two. Okay, let's skip down to the bottom. What do you think of the five categories that I gave? Offensive line play, injuries, play calling, wide receiver play, quarterback play. What do you have as the least impactful on the offensive issues that the Tigers have had this season?
9: Well, I'm actually going to stick with that and say injuries was my last one. So I had wide receiver drops and then I had coach play calling, and then I had injuries as last, I guess I kind of view it as an external factor, something you can't control and something that is part of the game and you have to be able to overcome. And I also feel like Clemson, even though they do have people get knock on them for having smaller classes, hey, you only need 22 guys out there on your offense and defense. To have two deep, you need 44. To have three deep, you need 66. They got 66 guys out there that are four- and five-star guys that I I feel like even 44 guys that are four and five star guys that are, that should be, or were billed as better than the rest. So even if this team whittled down to 44, they should be able to compete way better than what they are doing right now. So for me, injuries, external depth chart is still there in most of the key positions. I do think that it's been unfortunate with the last game, you lose your, your wide receiver in Gata that, that you, you connected with so much, but I, I'm, I, I still feel like injuries are one of those things that um, it, it definitely has bitten Clemson. But I'll say this for the Gamecock fans out there. A few years ago, the Gamecock fans had a really decent team, I felt like, and they got stuck with a ton of injuries and ended up doing nothing. And so I can honestly feel your pain now because there have been a few years where Clemson, on the other hand, has almost seemed to not have any major injuries. Yep. You know, outside of just maybe a rolled ankle here and there. So Clemson's been very fortunate. Now it's caught up this year, and I kind of feel like uh my Gamecock friends in the sense that, you know, it's uh it it it's just something you can't you you can't plan for and you just gotta suffer through.
7: That's interesting. So Morgan, you went quarterback play, offensive line, wide receiver play, play calling, injuries is the least impactful. I went offensive line, injuries, play calling, wide receiver play, I ended up with the least impactful being quarterback play. So that was your most impactful and my least. So we almost have our list completely flip-flopped. And I <laughs> guess the way that I look at it is this. DJ's standing behind an offensive line that I think has had significant issues all season. He drops back to pass. He throws passes out to the wide receivers that have consistently been struggling to catch the ball this season, right? There have been a ton of drops, and I'm not giving DJ a free pass by any means at all, but I just think that all these other things are factors that have made DJ struggle this season. We've seen how talented he is, and... You're almost looking at it opposite, right? Saying it's DJ that's struggling and all the other things roll downhill from there. I've looked at it as we've got all these other areas. We saw DJ perform very well last season. I think these other areas are having a big impact and DJ's play is having the least impact on it. So it's interesting that you guys are, are you and I are going at it from the exact opposite perspective.
9: Yeah, I, I feel like that DJ, like I said, it, it, at the end of the day, I think that if you had a quarterback who was confident in what they're doing and what their skill set is, then this team would be exponentially better. I went to see the Boston College game, and I saw many, many opportunities where D.J. overthrew the ball, and then there were opportunities where he actually hit it, and they went out of their hands. So I, I know I, – I feel that pain for sure. But for me, I still look back at what it, what is uh, – what has Clemson had that they don't have now? Even when they had Kelly Bryant, Kelly Bryant was so confident in himself that he didn't even think he should be benched for the future number one NFL draft pick.
6: Yeah, and that's, he that's left, a good
9: point. He left the team because he left the team because he was so mad about it. You need to have that kind of leadership, that kind of swagger about yourself. I do think that DJ is confident in some ways, but in, and not confident in other ways. And I don't think that uh, in, in a struggling team his personality is, is really helping right now because you, you get Anna Hickey who, from 24-7 who says, uh, Will, she talked to Will Shipley, and he says, I don't really think there's an offensive leader right now. We gotta, I'm gonna, I want to try to yeah. be one. I don't know, you know. It's like we don't even have one. And that, to me, breaks my heart as, as a, a former supervisor or former Army sergeant because if you've got all these, all these seniors and juniors and there's not one – that's on there, and you've got a brand new guy that just, just enrolled in school saying that he needs to step up. Where, where are your other guys? They need to step up. They need to be vocal, and they need to say, Hey, I'm going to put this team on my back. I'm going to tell you something. Two minutes to go in the game, Deshaun Watson puts the team on his back. Two minutes to go in the game, Trevor Lawrence puts the team on his back. Kelly Bryant puts the team on his back. Later on in his years, Taj Boyd puts the team on his back. Uh, you know, DJ's got to do the same. Yeah, some
7: interesting stuff there. You can catch Morgan Thomas every th- – look how lucky you are. You can catch Morgan Thomas every Thursday night at 7 o'clock right here on The Roar. Morgan, you guys have been killing it on Thursday nights, man, and uh, you know what I think of you. So uh, thanks for hanging out with me and uh, you and I completely, you know, on opposite ends of the spectrum. I'm right, you're wrong, and it's okay. That's been established, right? I'm just kidding. Great to have you here as always, man. We'll look forward to hearing you on Thursday.
9: Hey, thanks again, Mark. Like I always say, it's Dabo's house. We just drive by on the way to work.
7: (laughs) Exactly. Morgan Thomas, man. Morgan Thomas show every Thursday night. That really is interesting because Morgan and I, uh, we come from a different perspective a lot of times. We're almost the opposite perspective here. All right, coming up next, Clemson Sports. Talk. Master. Lawton Swan is going to come by, hang out with me. We're going to get Lawton's perspective as well. Maybe he's a tiebreaker, right? We've got Morgan on one end. We've got me on the other end. Let's see where Lawton falls. Probably right in the middle, just to confuse us some more. We'll have him right after this. This is the Mark Childress Show. On, my yes, Welcome to the
3: Moe's Southwest Grill caters any event. Office lunches, house parties, tailgates, weddings, ballet recitals, and yes, thumb wrestling tournaments. Moe's Catering will fill your fajita, taco, and nacho bars with fresh and flavorful ingredients. Like proteins grilled every hour. Over 35 pounds of tomatoes that we dice every single morning before opening. And seasonal salsas and pico that are made in-house. We've got something for everyone. Even your Uncle Bill. Just order at moe's.com slash catering. Welcome to Moe's. Whether it's cruising around the neighborhood or hanging with friends at the tailgate, do it in style with a golf cart from Elite Custom Golf Carts. Their attention to detail and customer service has them becoming the upstate's leader in golf carts, LSVs, and electric bikes. They also have the largest selection of accessories around, locally owned by a Clemson alumni. Find them in Greenville right off Interstate 85 or at their brand new Seneca location. Online at elitecustomgolfcarts.com.
6: fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack.
9: See why four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com radio. That's ZipRecruiter.com
6: radio. ZipRecruiter.com radio.
1: Get zero for 72 on a new F 150 at Fairway Ford. That's right, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 72 months on new 2021 Ford F 150 pickups. While they're still available, choose from in stock trucks and get zero for 72 or special order your new 2021 F 150 and lock in zero for 72 for when it's delivered. Don't miss the best deals of the year on in stock and special order F 150s today at Fairway Ford, where we're always open at fairwayford.com.
3: Anderson County is a great place to live and work, play, and worship. Samantha Porter, the Anderson County Environmental Educator, encourages residents to reduce, reuse, and recycle. You can recycle plastic bottles and jugs, mixed paper and cardboard, clear, brown, and green glass, aluminum and steel cans, use motor oil and cooking oil, tires, and electronics. If you have any questions, please call Anderson County Solid Waste at 260-1001 in regard to recycling and proper waste disposal.
6: If you're looking for designer home furnishings or custom outdoor furniture, your next day trip itinerary should start in Clayton, Georgia at Reeves Home Furnishings. Next, visit the Summer House by Reeves in Highlands, North Carolina for unique art and home decor finds sure to make your neighbors and friends jealous. Come for the day or stay the weekend in Clayton or Highlands and include us in your itinerary. We'd love to meet you. We'll see you soon at the Summer House by Reeves in Highlands and Reeves Home Furnishings in Clayton. Did you know Cascade Platinum is so powerful, you can load dirty dishes in the dishwasher without a pre rinse? More power, more
8: clean.
6: Cascade Machine. That's right. Unlike other detergents, Cascade Platinum has 50% more cleaning power with enzymes that break down food particles. It even works in your dishwasher's quick wash cycle. More power, more clean. So skip the pre rinse and switch to Cascade Platinum with 50%. More power. Upstate Hemp in Easley is your one-stop shop for all things CBD. Enjoy outstanding customer service, hemp education, and a wide range of made-in-the-USA CBD products. Enjoy the family-friendly atmosphere and personalized service to find the right products at an affordable price, to help with anxiety, insomnia, and inflammation. Offering oils with or without THC, gummies, edibles, teas, lotions, vape cartridges, pet products, and more. Visit Upstate Hemp and experience the difference at 225 South Pendleton Street, Downtown Easley.
0: Whether it's new or pre-owned, service, parts, or collision, George Coleman Ford, family-owned for over 90 years, sets the bar for customer satisfaction. Come in today to order your new vehicle from George Coleman Ford
4: and save big. Get extra incentives, saving you money on that new Ford you've always wanted. From the top-selling F-150 to the ageless Mustang to the reintroduced Bronco, George Coleman Ford is the upstate's Ford leader for customer satisfaction. Order your new George Coleman Ford today and save
3: I'm Kathy Witham with the Surgery Center at Pelham. Safety is one of our main concerns with any surgery. I receive calls daily from patients confirming that they will go home the same day without a hospital stay. Our team understands this concern. No one wants a hospital stay during the pandemic. At the Surgery Center at Pelham, we continue to perform in a safer environment and get you home in your bed the same day without a hospital stay. Learn more online at surgerycenteratpelham.com.
6: A lot has happened since 1963, including a load of bugs exterminated by Clark's Termite and Pest Control's team of professionals. Termites, roaches, and mosquitoes are at the top of our hit list, but we also remove ticks, fleas, and ants as well. Let us find the solution that's right for your home. Call us at 864-233-2847 or visit us at clarkspest.com. That's clarkspest.com to get rid of termites, roaches, mosquitoes, fleas, ants, and ticks from your yard and home. Get your free quote today.
8: Go ahead, tell us what's on your mind. Ah! Go on, tell us what you're thinking about. Mm! Go on, tell us how it makes you feel. Ah! Taking your calls on the Vibe broadband phone lines all day. You're listening to 105.5 and 97.5, The Roar, where every day is game day.
7: Welcome back in to the Mark Childress Show. Final segment before we get up to Tiger Calls. Let's go straight to the Vibe Broadband phone lines from of Sports Talk. My man, Lawton Swan. What is up, Lawton?
0: Mark, I'm doing good, man. Good to be with you.
7: Hey, are you, a, are you a Braves guy?
0: You know, it's funny. I believe in baseball. You can have two teams, one in the AL, one in the NL. My NL team mm. is the Braves. My AL team is the Red Sox. I think there's enough games and enough separation between the leagues to live that kind of life, and I live it proudly.
7: Yeah, I'm not okay with this kind of life. You're either all in with the Braves or you're not a Braves guy. So the easier answer to the question is you're not a Braves guy.
0: No, I am. I am. I'll tell you where I'd have trouble is if the Braves and the Red Sox ever faced off in the uh, World Series. Then I'd have some trouble. But I can't imagine anybody that's not from Houston that isn't pulling for the Braves given the – Right? I mean, I just can't imagine that there's somebody sitting there, even the New York Mets fans. They have to be rooting for the Braves. How could you not root against the Astros?
7: Amen. I think it'll be, like you said, a little tiny bit of fans in Houston pulling for the Astros and everybody else pulling for the Braves. Um, Hey, Alon, I also saw this uh, this stat uh, today on Twitter. Florida State, I think this is from Andre Adelson at ESPN, Florida State and Clemson have dominated the ACC the last time the ACC championship game did not include either Florida State or Clemson was in 2008 when Virginia Tech played Boston College. That's an insane run. The front end of that basically by Florida State and then, of course, the back end by the Tigers.
0: Yeah, it, it, you know, and, and that's where yeah, I think this streak that Clemson's been on and the way things are sitting right now at 4-3 and three is disappointing to the fans and, and certainly uh, I get it. But, man, they've gone 121-20 over the past decade with, what, seven ACC championships, two national titles, all the appearances in the college football playoffs. Like I, I've always said, and I've said this to my listeners for years, like at some point you're going to have a dip. It's just going to happen. Yeah. Trust me, I, I know the coaches are holding the players accountable because best is the standard. But the fans, you do get to have a little leniency. Uh, everybody has a little down year, and I know this has been disappointing. Uh, but, yeah, the run that Clemson's been on, it's been pretty miraculous. And I think anybody that's been a, a fan that can, has been a part of it, certainly has enjoyed that ride and the, the benefits of it. And I know guys like you and me who have covered this run, uh, have certainly also taken, you know, just you know, great pride. In, and I think in the opportunity that's been presented uh, to us as media members.
7: Yeah, absolutely. It's been, again, you could make an argument that it's probably one of the top eight or ten runs in the history of college football. I mean, when you go back that long, six seasons, two national championships in there, all the ten win seasons in a row, it's been pretty incredible. So, hey, I had Morgan on last segment. I don't know if you got to hear him or not, but we had some pretty big disagreements in this list, I guess, that I compiled that I sent him That I sent to him today and also sent to you today. So the five categories trying to dissect what we feel like is the most impactful and least impactful on Clemson's offense. I gave you five categories, right? I gave you quarterback play, offensive line play, wide receiver play, play calling and injuries. What is the number one thing on that list that you think has had the biggest impact and caused the most struggles for this Clemson offense?
0: Well, I, I think it's quarterback play, and, and here's why. And I, I, and I would say that whether it was D.J. Uyungle or, or Tyson Fubichana, or whoever, uh, yeah. you, know, it, you know, Joe Schmoke or Mokimo, as Davos Sweeney likes to say, playing quarterback, the quarterback has the ball in his hands on virtually every play. And whether the offensive line in front of them is good, bad, or indifferent, the quarterback still has to make the right reads at the line of scrimmage, has to make the right checks when available, and also make the right reads on RPO. So a lot of the success and failure of an offense, to me, comes from the quarterback and the job he's doing. And, and I think you can look to the NFL and recognize that while, yes, Clemson has some offensive line deficiencies, so too does Trevor Lawrence right now in the NFL with the Jacksonville Jaguars. They don't have the greatest offensive line in the NFL in front of him, but yet he's still able to be successful You know, at that level. So to me, the guy that's got the ball in his hands the most Uh, is is DJ in this situation. And that's where I kind of put the most accountability.
7: You know, it's interesting because I I went back and forth on this list that I kind of put together yesterday and I kept changing things around. I actually put quarterback play as the least impactful. And I guess the way that I'm looking at it is – Uh, You know, the offensive line has struggled so much in front of them. And that's my most impactful, by the way. I said offensive line and the struggles they have. I feel like it's kind of all gone downhill from there this season and starting with that. So you've got an offensive line that's struggling in front of you. When you are throwing the ball, there's a lot of drops. I mean, I feel like there's been more drops this season than we've seen in any Clemson season in, in near history. So we've seen DJ perform at a very high level when he had an offensive line that was solid and when he had wide receivers that were catching the ball. We saw that last season in two games, and we're not seeing that this season. So I don't know if I'm giving D.J. a free pass or what, but it's really interesting that you and Morgan immediately say quarterback plays the most impactful. Maybe I'm the guy who's wrong by saying it's least impactful.
0: Well, seven sacks in that opener certainly had to get into his head, right? Georgia was yes. all over him, but Georgia's proven to be one of the best defenses in the country. The other thing, too, that I can only go back to, you know, Last year, four touchdowns, no interceptions. This season, heading into eight games, four touchdowns, five interceptions. I I think about film study, right? And what Boston College and Notre Dame didn't have on DJ that everybody's got now and is getting more of is film study. And I I think that's possibly, you know, part of what you see because, listen, with the with the equipment that these guys have to break down film and no tendencies and take it out left and right with all the GAs and everything that are involved in that, Uh, Believe me, you get enough film on the guy, you can start to figure out how to slow him down. And then there's one thing that wasn't on that list that I think also has still kind of come into play for Clemson this year is running back. You know, that wasn't really on that list that you gave me. And without a complimentary back the way Travis Etienne was throughout his career, even though last year his numbers slipped, you still knew the threat that he was. And the guys that you were presenting this year, especially once Lynn J. Dixon uh, decided to hit the transfer portal, I don't want to call them virtual unknowns, but – you know, I don't know that teams necessarily have to feel like at this point they have to respect those guys yet, right? They didn't earn the yeah. respect that a guy like Linjay jay has going into a game. So perhaps, and I'm not saying that you overlook it by any means, but you probably, you probably say, okay, well, let's slow them down from being able to throw the football, and we'll see if they can beat us. And if you can yeah. get D.J.'s head at this point, then, you know, he's still a very young player, limited snap history in his resume, and... You know, I, I think it's easy to affect a guy. I, I'll tell you this, if I was a sophomore in college and I had to quarterback a team, you know, you could get in between my ears in a hurry. And and that's just the nature of the beast. And I know everybody will look at Deshaun and the way he played as a sophomore and Trevor and so on and so forth. But, you know, it, it's hard to continue to be that. And I think the couple of benefits could be for Clemson is that maybe a guy like DJ who most people, after seeing two games a year ago, said, oh, man, he's going to be two seasons and gone – Maybe you get a little more time with DJ. Maybe you get a mature and experienced guy in a few seasons down the line, more than you expected. And then you yeah. just never know where this thing will keep going. But I don't think it's the end of what Clemps has done, Mark, by any means. I mean, I, I think they're going to bounce back from this. Uh, this will be a part of the story, as Dabbo Sweeney said. And, and, you know, I think you just look to a bright future.
7: Lon, well, so you had quarterback play number one. Tell me what two, three, four, and five were, uh, real quick, in the interest of time.
0: Yeah, well, you know, for me, play calling also I think has been a little bit of, uh, of an issue. I just felt a little uncomfortable and uneasy uh, with that. And then also, I, I think injuries have been a big deal for this group. I, and that certainly affects the offensive line at this point, too. So those are sort of a combo 3-4 there for me. And then uh, I think, did I get them all in there, quarterback?
7: Uh, wide receiver yeah. play. Wide, uh, wide receiver, receiver play.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, the wideouts haven't helped him. Uh, at all in a lot of respects But mostly what I see from the White House That's been disappointing to me is the downfield blocking And that affects the run game That affects everything, the screen game I mean, they just haven't been aggressive enough for me In the downfield uh, passing game But that's not uh, a play-in and play-out thing That football's in DJ's hands 99% of the snaps this season Or whatever the number is I don't have it exactly, but it's probably 95% or more Yeah. So that's why I think that's the number one thing
7: Morgan, uh, or pardon me, sorry, Lawton from Clemson Sports Talk. Uh, what have you got on the website and on all your social media handles? Follow him at Clemson Sports on Twitter. Before you get out of here, what you working on this week before the Tigers take on the Knolls?
0: Obviously, just a busy day with the coaches and players today, still kind of getting through all of that. And then, ultimately, you know, the storyline of uh, Tommy Bowden, apparently going to be at Clemson this Saturday. You know, his Ooh. he comes on my show every Friday and, His father, legendary head coach Bobby Bowden, who passed away, the Florida State Seminole head coach for so many years, had a similar run to the success that Coach Sweeney's having. And then sort of the connection between Bowden and Sweeney and then, of course, uh, the elder Bowden as well. Just, you know, just a unique tie between these two universities that have been such arch rivals on the gridiron for so long.
7: Yeah, that's really interesting. I can't wait to see that. I didn't know he would be headed here this weekend. So good stuff as always. Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk. You're letting me down being a half of a Braves fan, but I'll give you a pass on that, especially if the Braves win the title, <laughs> jump all right? Chop off, jump <laughs> There you go. You're doing great, man. Lawton Swan, Clemson Sports Talk. Again, follow him on Clemson Sports or or go to ClemsonSportsTalk.com. He's always got some great stuff. So pretty interesting. That's why I want to bring people on here with opposing viewpoints, right? I mean, these guys are looking at – the world differently than i am and they see dj Ui ungalile as having the biggest impact i guess so far on the offensive performance and i saw it at the least and uh, the right answer is probably someplace in between all right folks uh, coming up right after this fast becoming i mean it has been i love listening to um tiger calls with uh dabo sweeney And Don Munson, I believe Kathleen Sweeney, is going to be there this week as well. If I'm wrong on that, I apologize, folks. But I think she may be there as well for breast cancer awareness and all the amazing stuff they do, uh, raising money for that. All right. Hope you enjoyed hanging out with me. I'll be back next Monday night at 7 o'clock. This has been The Mark Childress Show. (laughs)
8: Broadcasting live from the Priority One Security Studios, WCCP-FM 105.5, Clemson-Greenville-Anderson, WAHT-AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are The Roar, where every day is game day. Presented by ClemsonTigers.com. Brought to you by
2: Coca-Cola and Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Whether you're in the stands, at the tailgate, or in your living room, nothing goes better with football than Coca-Cola and